guys, and welcome back to another episode. Thank you all so much for your patience for this week's episode coming out. It's been a little bit of a hectic time, all right? Got called for jury duty, started a new job, and I hosted my first live call on Saturday. And it's taken a little trial and error on how to extract the audio, get the video done. So I appreciate y'all's patience. And this week's episode is going to be talking about getting fired and kind of about what to do, what to do next, and what direction that you can kind of take your life in and kind of just take control back, you know? I think with getting fired, it's all this, well, why wasn't I good enough? And it's from such a place of lack. And I think it's so much more than that and it's so empowering to figure out, well, what's next for you? What's that next step? And this is my keynote speech on my experience in getting fired and how I've kind of been navigating the positivity in my life from, I guess, the past year, you could say. So I hope you all enjoy it and stay to the end. And I appreciate you all. Love you. Hey, guys. Welcome to congratulations on getting fired. I know this is something that maybe is weird that feels like we don't deserve a congratulatory for, but I actually find getting fired from a job is probably one of the most empowering things you could go through and learn. And it's something that no one teaches you or tells you what the right or wrong way to go through it is. And in a way, it kind of awakens you to figure out what your true path is in life. One of the most important things I think we need to hear when we get fired from a job is it's not your fault. It's nothing personal. And as much as we want to put doubt into putting self-blame into it, we're only going to internalize that. And in moving forward, we have to let go of that negativity. In July of 2022, I got fired from my corporate job. And it was the kick in the butt I needed to start moving forward in life and prioritizing what was important. The way I grew up, work came first. Jobs came first because we need money to put food on the table and afford the things that make us happy. But we forget the importance of human connection and what we gain from that. As little kids, we gain human connection through our parents and the people in our life. When that connection is replaced with work, we're taught to prioritize work in order to get that connection. We see that as a sort of transactional connection, which isn't healthy. When we grow up as to be adults and move into the workforce ourselves, we just follow this path blindly because we don't know what the right path is. We do what we were modeled to do. Our parents work to provide for us, therefore we have to work to provide for ourselves. But what does that mean? When the only way we've learned to provide for ourselves is through trying to be the best, what is the best when the best is constantly changing? In getting fired, I think it takes power back to you. No longer does this job dictate your schedule. It doesn't tell you what to do. It doesn't tell you how good you are doing. And that could be scary. That could be scary for a lot of people, especially when you've lost yourself along the way. I grew up believing being someone that kept choosing what other people wanted me to do because I lost focus of myself. I wanted to be accepted and to do good and this need to do good overpowered what I believed to be myself and to be my true passions. I wanted to be admired and I think that's where a lot of us fall into people pleasing and wanting to be liked and be everything we can to everyone else. Inside, we're lacking something. Something within us is telling us, hey, I need to be heard 
and I need someone to tell me it's going to be okay. I think it's that human connection we feel that there's something inside everyone that tells them that. And within myself, it's where I wanted to fill the hole for other people because of the hole I had within my heart and didn't know how to feel fill. And I think a lot of us feel like we're almost undeserving of it. When we get fired from our job, I think it definitely deserves a moment to congratulate yourself, to scream, to cry, and just to let out all the emotional rage that you may have pent up inside. It is a job that is going to cause a lot of stress. And I think when we put all this pressure on what this job means to us, we can start looking at what its importance has meant to us and learning what we gained from this position in this employment and how we can move forward for ourselves. Remember, it's not personal. As much as you may feel buddy-buddy with your employer or it's just a small mom and pop shop that's been nothing but kind to you, it's just business at the end of the day and you're just a paycheck that they can easily let go of at any point. One of the biggest things I've learned throughout my job career, I've worked in marketing and it wasn't a path that I really chose for myself but that I kind of fell into. Just throughout my life, it just made sense at the time. And I enjoyed it. It helped me discover the passion I had for art and all these other things that I learned through my marketing career. But it wasn't permanent because I didn't have goals for myself in marketing. I had personal goals that I was learning through marketing, but it wasn't my final goal. This wasn't my final destination. But I didn't know anything else on how to move forward for myself because I didn't learn how to trust myself or to know that I was enough in knowing I can move forward without this job. This job was everything because it's what got me to the place I wanted to move more than anywhere in the world. Moving to California was my only goal as a child and I would have done anything to get here. This marketing job is what got me to the state that I wanted to live in the most. So I felt like I had to give my all as a way to give back to this job for getting me to where I am today. But with that, we don't give ourselves enough credit into us playing the role to being the person to getting us to where we are today. Yes, you got this job, but it could have been any job that got us here. Yes, it could have been this person that decided to give you a chance, but it could have been anyone. In life, when it's just getting to the next step, it's just a matter of trial and error. I think we get too caught up on, well, I don't want to fail. I don't want to have any regrets in life. Well, the only way to not have regrets in life is to try and to learn through trial and error. Because we can't regret something if we learn something. Because in learning, we're gaining information. We may have tried something, but we learned that method didn't work for us. It could have been that thing didn't work for you. It could have just been that way of obtaining it wasn't your way. And it's just trying and repivoting and figuring out what is your path. With getting fired, I think it's almost whatever higher power you believe in, it's a sign of just saying, it's on to the next chapter. It's your next stepping stone in life. When I was getting fired from this job, it was kind of a fucked up thing, but in all, it's what I needed. It's the kick in the butt I needed to move forward into knowing, okay, there's something more for me beyond this job. It got to a point too, where you have to just be conscious with yourself and knowing that, you know what, this feels so shitty and so wrong to me. Why am I still saying I deserve this when I can move on? I can move forward. We could stay angry in our lives and in our jobs and the thing that we feel stuck in because it gives us money. It gives us income to provide everything we need to live. 
But in order to order to move forward, in order to take a chance on yourself, to get better, to feel better, you have to take that risk, take that leap of faith into knowing, okay, if I know I'm so good, I know I deserve better and I can move forward because people are going to recognize that. You have to believe in yourself that you are worthy of being better for other people to believe in you. Looking into a new position and looking onto, well, okay, fuck that place. Whatever my old career was, whatever my old job was, wherever you are in life, reassess what you learned. Take away, take back what you gained from this job and how you want to move forward with your life. Maybe this job instilled something in you that maybe you want to search further in for yourself, career-wise, interest-wise, passion-wise. Maybe we all don't know what our purpose is in our next job or the next five jobs even, but we could think of what makes us happy and finding little ways that makes us happy is how we learn to find the things that are going to ignite our fire and to make our purpose come to light for us. After I got fired and quit my nine to five job, I took this huge break of just, I needed to rot in my mental health just to figure out who I was at the very core. And because I was someone who neglected my needs because I didn't even know I had needs as a person. It took a lot of deep diving into, okay, well, who am I at my core? Like who, who am I? Who is Danielle at her raw, authentic personality? And it took almost a year for me to figure it out. And in fact, I don't think it's ever going to be a final destination thing. We're constantly going to learn. We're constantly be reshaping ourselves. And that's the beautiful part of life. But in staying true to who we are and who we want to be as people, our morals, our values, these are the things that help us stay true to who we are and help us just be true to ourselves and knowing that I'm on the right path for me. Yeah, things may get crazy. Things may make me feel upset and feel so wrong, but I know I can trust myself to get to the next place I need to be in this life. It's how you know to stay strong for yourself and how you know you could stay rooted in yourself that you're going to get yourself to the next step and you're going to help yourself grow through that. I think for a lot of us, we always are wondering, well, what am I doing? Is it right? I feel like a failure because of comparative culture. Social media is something that we feel is constantly surrounding us. And I see so a lot of people too, like trying to detox, remove themselves, which is great, but it shouldn't be a form of punishment. It shouldn't be a way of, well, this is going to fix my life if I don't use TikTok for a month or, well, I'm not going to have Twitter. So I must be better than everyone else. It's however you utilize that media and how it affects you mentally. And I think it's important too, that what we see is just so minuscule of what life is. A huge part of my job was working on social media calendars, content calendars, and having to pre-plan, pre-schedule, and pre-caption all of this garbage, I'm just going to say. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, it's just cookie cutter, copy and paste, and you could put a happy hashtag as much as you want, but it's not going to control what you're going through inside. We've all struggled with some sort of mental health battle to some degree. I truly believe that. And I think it's pretty naive to admit that we all don't hide it the same. I think mental health is just something we as a society have come to shame and not to accept as a part of life where there's something so 
raw and beautiful about emoting and understanding emotions and learning how other people learn and process through their emotions where we can gain knowledge of how to feel better about ourselves through this. I think the way I grew up and throughout that time, mental health was something that was very much shamed and shunned where you don't want to feel bad. You shouldn't feel bad. And if you do, it's your fault. And you need to realize how you can be happier by being grateful for all of these things when we don't allow ourselves to grieve what we need to feel and just process that and understand what we need to cause us to feel this way. It's not a sense of being too selfish or too greedy, but to understand life and why is it the way it is? Why is life so like this for me when it's like this for someone else? Or why do I have to experience this when this person hasn't? It's just understanding that we all go through our own obstacles, our own battles. We meet all the right people and all the people we may think are wrong for us. But in reality, it's just the way we go through life. And they're just people and chapters of our stories that didn't make the final one. When we look back on our lives and what we want to accomplish, I think it's important to understand these moments of doubt and wonder and grief and just know that there's going to be a better place soon where you're going to look back and know that, damn, that was a hard time, but I'm going to get myself to a better place. Getting fired or getting let go from a job, no matter what it is, what position it was or how long you were there, we're allowed to mourn what we lost and what we didn't have almost because it was something we had and we were once good enough for we believed but now we weren't for some reason and it's that reason that maybe we're internalizing again because we never learned how to process through and to understand that yes I am good enough and I can move on and knowing you're enough there's so many times with I think an understanding grief and emotional trauma where it's being triggered in our day-to-day life and we're constantly taught to suppress it because that's what we've always done. And we're not listening to our conscious where we're like, okay, what am I understanding? What am I needing to know about myself to get myself through this difficult time? Understanding what your needs are is how you've learned to take care of yourself. With getting a nine to five job, I think it's so easy to get caught up in following the schedule, making everyone happy, checking all the right boxes where you forget how to meet your own needs especially as a woman, I feel, in business, there was a need to prove myself and to make myself less of a woman to be viewed as more reputable in business. It made me feel like, okay, well, the less I can make of myself and the more I could contribute to this company, the more valuable I can be as a person. But it's how I lost sight of myself and I lost to invest in myself in what I needed to know to thrive in that field, to do well, how I needed to be supported. I was all looking for ways on how I could be a pillar in someone else's project. I never understood how to create pillars of my own for other people to help me. And that's something I think that they don't teach you in college. They don't teach you in understanding business. It's you have to be solid in your own ideas and your own foundation of self to to not only be a pillar for others in your life, but to create pillars and to create your own temple of your project, of your goals. When I was working this job, I didn't have any direction or any guidance on what my day-to-day tasks were. It was just constantly being thrown to me and having to make sense of it. And I was able to manage that for a very long time. And and that it made me feel good about myself. It made me feel like I had purpose. I had a reason of being here. 
but it also showed me that I didn't know how to ask for help. I didn't know how to speak up for myself or just say, hey, this is too much or hey, I don't know how to do this. Could I get help in it? Or could someone else do it because I don't know how? Instead, I did what I've always done and just learn how to do it and figure it out along the way. Googling how-tos for dummies, all those kind of things, like that's the way I would learn throughout this job to get the task done. And I would for years. I was at this job for almost two years and that's what I did almost every single day. I don't recommend that because it burns you out so quick, girl. The way I felt like the scrappy little innovator though, like I, I do pride myself in that, in that quality I have. I know it's something that not a lot of people do. And what I wish someone told me was you shouldn't give it to corporate America for free. It's a quality about yourself that you shouldn't market for other companies to use off of you. If you feel scrappy, keep it to yourself. If you feel like you could get this shit done no matter what, and you don't need anybody's help, do it for yourself. Learning to invest in yourself and your own goals is how you learn true success, true passion. And how you really learn how to invest in your own happiness. Because your passion is what's going to make you happy ultimately. And when we learn to invest in our passions and invest in ourselves, we learn what it means to put ourselves first. Because this is what top priority is. As someone that grew up with this kind of business mindset, needing to put work first, I've always wanted that sense of love, the sense of purpose. So that's what I've always looked for in a career. And it wasn't always made clear to me in what I wanted to do. I always dabble in ideas of what I could do in life, being a zookeeper, being a veterinarian, being a art teacher, being a whatever. It was so many different things. And eventually marketing is what I fell into through college and it didn't work out. So I wanted to reassess and figure out, okay, what is going to be sustainably happy for myself? And it took months and months and months of rotting. And by rotting, I mean sitting in my room, thinking about why I hate my life, why I hate myself, and how I got to the place, how I am today. And what I learned about myself and through all this, it made me feel more connected to as a person. It made me feel like, okay, like I'm learning all this about myself. I feel like I want to share this with other people. I know I'm not the only person that's felt this way about their job, that's felt misguided by capitalism, by school, the school system. And now we're just trying to figure out what is it am I trying to do? Why am I here? What am I supposed to do next? And why the fuck am I so unhappy? I think we could all just be a little kinder to ourselves and understanding that the way we got here today, we did the best we could. And to just know that you are doing the best you can every day with the knowledge you have. The only thing we could do is to do better for the future. So when we're feeling bad about ourselves, we're feeling icky. What is it that we're feeling so stuck on? Look at those areas of yourselves and look at those as opportunities to learn about yourself. Learn what you need in that moment to feel better and let go of what you're hating on so much. It's easy with this idea of mental health and feeling through our emotions. We feel bad. We feel guilty when we cry or we feel angry and shame and all these negative things that just make us feel icky. But our only other option is to hold on and to let them fester or to just let it go. Emote, rage, 
cry, scream, do whatever it is you got to do to just let it out and let it be free, I guess you could even say. Because if we're not holding on to it, we're just going to let it out in the open, let it out, let it be free and just learning how we're needing to feel better about ourselves. Sometimes I think it is just necessary. We need to scream and to avoid or break something and hit something just to feel better and to let it out. Sometimes we just have to be a little outrageous and a little dramatic as humans, but I think that's what makes it fun. And I'm not saying it's a healthy habit to develop, but I'm saying every now and then it is. And I think it's allowing yourself to do these kind of things is how you learn to emote healthily. Maybe next time it's not throwing a plate, but it's taking a deep breath and letting it out because you know your level of rage isn't at throwing a plate level. It's learning how we behave as humans. It's like we're little babies again, little toddlers. When I was going through this time of rotting, inner child's healing was probably one of the most difficult and confusing things to understand that I was working through. I think as adults, we almost want to believe that we're too grown to take care of little us or to acknowledge the child in us. Like we're too mature for that, but it's very ironic too how we see the older adults get the more childlike they behave because our emotions are so high because they've been suppressed for so long. Little Karens, little men Karens, whatever the fuck they're called. It's watching how they're so reactive because of this pent up aggression, almost like this defense mechanism. And when I was going through my job, I felt how I was becoming the same way and seeing how that was also very vivid in my mother. And I'm like, okay, I'm seeing how this pattern is happening. We're feeling this pent up aggression. We're feeling this pent up defensiveness because we're stressed out. We're stressed out because we're suppressing the emotions that we aren't feeling, we aren't meeting our needs to as adults because we're trying to meet the needs of the company we're working for. Our parents were working for the man. That's how they were raised. You work for somebody to gain success in your life, to support your family and to have kids. Our generation is understanding a new wave of how to make that happen for ourselves. And I think leaning into mental health and leaning into understanding who you are at your core is how you learn to invest in your own mission, in your own journey, in your own level of success. Going through high school, going through college, I had no plan on what the fuck I was going to do in this life. I was extremely depressed. So my life was pretty much just going year to year and just doing what was best for me at that time. I leaned into the system just trusting me what to do. Because at that point in my life, I didn't even know how to trust myself. I just started choosing the best path I thought other people expected me to do. And that's exactly what I did. And it got me to working a two-year marketing job that burnt me out so fucking fast. And it led me to a position where I'm like, okay, we could pivot and try again, or we could just cut it quits. And it wasn't a clear answer to me. I don't want people to be in the position that I fell in. And with mental health this, these days and the way we're talking about it, and the way people are talking about their own lives and their own missions and everything that's going on in the world, it's so easy to feel so hopeless, so lifeless, and so, well, what the fuck is the point for me to keep going? I think we need to remind ourselves of it is important to know that it can get better if you believe it does for you. 
We can't control what other people do or how they behave or how they even react towards us. But we can control our own actions and the part we play in the world. So going back down to it, when we work for other people, don't let it control your whole identity. Make sure that you can separate yourself from this position, from this, uh, this title of employment, and learn how to accept yourself as an employee to a company, whether than that being the whole identity for yourself. Whatever that means in the next step in your life, if that does mean working another nine to five job or doing the next job for you, if it means just getting a temporary job and just trying to pay the bills, don't let it succumb you. Don't let it invest and fester into your mind and into your ability to just be human. Allow yourself to play into your hobbies and get to know what you need. When we learn how to find something that we love, that we invest passion in, we have something to look forward to. That's just for us. And maybe that is just how our next stepping stone is in life and figuring out what's best for us. If you want to do what you love as your job, you have to learn how to love something. In fact, maybe learn a shit ton of things. It's always better to have so many random interests than, or even be invested in one particular interest. But I've always loved people to have those random facts that just know things about things that I would have never even thought to Google search. I used to love those little Snapple facts, like on the back of Snapple caps and just little things like that, that just make I think interesting conversation points that share ideas and inspire other people's conversations and not just their own thoughts and ideas, but the way they interpret them. I think we don't credit ourselves for how unique we are as human beings. And with capitalism and corporate America, we do think of ourselves as just another replacement, another worker, because that's how they view us. But looking at what makes you interesting, looking at how you can spark interest in conversation, looking what you can add value to is how you look at your own individuality as a person. Being your own person, having your own interests, it's what makes you you. It's how you start living through your authentic self. We can easily copy and paste ourselves into being different versions of people we admire. We're always our own person and are inspired by these creators. There's a quote that says we all stand on the shoulders of giants and I really love it because we're all inspired by creators, by artists to some degree. Art speaks to all of us on some level. Paintings, sculpture, tattooing even. I think there's so many ways of art that could be expressed to us and that we all admire and create when we learn to, I guess, digest it in our own way. We should learn how to create it and produce it in our own way as a form of healing. When we find our art, I think art is a great way to figure out what you should invest in yourself with to figure out what your purpose is. And I think it's also a beautiful way to emote what you're feeling. We hear songs, we hear poems, paintings, even we see it's all art. It's all emoting some sort of emotion that was holding within the artist that needed to be expressed through some form of media. For myself, I think it is a way to almost have to share what you're feeling with other people to have them understand what you're going through to help make the pain more digestible. There's a lot of beauty and pain and that's what, and I think art is the expression of that. So when we think of art, I think it's a great contrast to business and corporate. So when I think of how I'm supposed to balance my work side and my life side that I want to enjoy, 
I want to have that balance in my routine where I allow myself to enjoy in the beauty of what makes life hard, but also know that I'm going to support and sustain myself and learning how you can trust that bounce for those two different worlds. I'm a Gemini too. So this is like also a great, a very clear way that I am viewing this interpretation of love of life and how to just take care of yourself too, and taking care of your own needs. Going back to what I said about being your own foundation of self, no matter what you've been through in life at this point, you, we've all made it today. And I think we all deserve a pat on the back to get here because we've all gone, gone through some sort of shit. Learning how to invest in yourself is knowing that you are someone worthy of investing in. Learning that you are a person that has needs, that you need to know how to learn how to love yourself, to learn how to take care of yourself. Because in knowing when we feel good, we can act good, we could be good, and we could keep being good. And by being good, I mean feeling good about ourselves, feeling confident, feeling empowered in who we are as people. And most importantly, learning how to love ourselves. When I was working, again, <laughs> a lot of who I was and who I wanted to be relied on what other people thought of me and what I wanted other people to think of me. I started making choices and leading my life based on other people's opinions versus who I thought I was as a person. And I think this created this huge identity crisis for myself where I'm like, well, I feel like I'm doing all the right thing, but I also can't keep up. I'm constantly burning myself out. And I don't even know if this is something I even want at the end of the day. I didn't even feel like I wanted to keep going anymore. So what do you do? You pivot. You figure out a new way because this way clearly wasn't it. As scary as it might be to start again, that's an option. There's always an option to try again or to try something new. Just because you went to school for something and you have a degree and you got through the graduation, you got the job, and maybe you're even on your second or your third job in it, maybe it's time to look at the next chapter and what your passion is. Because it's going to change. It's just, that's just a part of life. If we were all meant to be doing the same exact thing every freaking day for the rest of our lives, it would be fucking boring. We're meant to change. We're meant to evolve. We're meant to adapt. And hell, some of us are just trying to figure it out the best we can every live long day. And one day, it's going to be the day you're going to figure out what it is you are wanting to do most in this life. And then you're going to figure out the ways and how you can pursue it and the stepping stones and the stepping blocks and how you can make these things happen for yourself. And it's how you learn how to structure your own temple alone before you can learn how to introduce others into your life. But in knowing that you could support this structure all on your own, regardless of what anyone else contributes, it's how you learn how to trust yourself and how to be that own sturdy foundation for yourself. And again, it's doing this through understanding what your needs are and knowing how to take care of yourself and knowing when you need a break just as much as knowing when you need to keep going and when you need to say, yes, this is painful. Yes, this is hard, but I know I deserve more and I'm going to keep going. Things are just hard now, but there's more for me in the future. There's a lot of excitement and moving forward. We want to, I think, dwell on what's the worst case scenario. What's the worst thing that could happen or be mad about all the things that hadn't happened the way we wanted them to. And just as angry as we could be about the things and about the future, we could also be hopeful about the future. 
and in knowing everything that can happen to us, that will happen to us if we allow to, and if we set our mindset to. And there's always an empowering factor when you're like, damn, this sucks, but I know it's going to get better eventually. Changing the tone even and just changing that mindset because we all have a narrative that we're living into regardless if we're conscious to it or not. It's setting the tone in which we speak to ourselves and that is how we manifest into good things or not good things into happening to us. When we feel bad, we feel negative, we feel angry about the world, we're going to harbor that resentment. We're going to put out that energy and other people are going to reflect that to us or just the world is, or it's going to seem that way because that is what our brain is telling us to. When we believe something enough, we're going to start to believe it. Or when we think something enough, we're going to start to believe it. And we're going to think it's coming true to us. But reality is just a construct of our own imagination. It's just how much we want to limit what's real to us. When we start to change the way we look at the world, and in fact, start to open our minds on the different ways people live and the different ways of living, we start to open up the possibilities of what could happen to us of what can happen for us and new ways of understanding life. Symbolism, songs, different ways of interpretations and little messages throughout life I think we could just look at and resonate with a little bit more. In hearing messages in a blue jay flying or a butterfly or whatever the fuck it is that you think means something that it's a sign of good fortune. When we learn how to change that tone for us in our lives, I think we can kind of almost be little romantics in our hearts in that way and how life can be like a movie. It can be like a story. These are little tidbits in which we want to hang on to, to get us through that next chapter, to keep us hopeful because it's hard sometimes. And we don't always have a great group of friends or a loving family to confide in. Sometimes it's just us against the world and that's just the way it is. But are you going to let yourself be a victim and let everyone else tell the story or their version of your story? Or are you just going to say, damn, this is really hard for me and persevere because you know this is going to be a period of your time that you're going to look back on and be the one telling your story to other people and being the inspiration someone else needs to hear to get over the chapter they're going through now. I truly believe that we are all meant to be aligned with the different people in our lives exactly when they're meant to be. And if they fall off, they fall off. And if we meet again, we meet again. I think that's how we know what's meant to be will happen and what doesn't won't and make sense of it. Because why would you want to fight for someone if they aren't meant to benefit you? And just believing that you are someone that's worth good things of happening to when you realize that you are a good person. And knowing that when you are a good person and you act like a good person, you're going to be treated like a good person and wanting to be a person other people want to be around. With life, I think with also in meeting people and just encountering in different experiences, different jobs, different partners even, we want to let go of the things that don't feel good to us, but we also want them to almost return to us in the sense of, I want them to regret the thing that they have lost, which is yourself. What's most important is the way you view yourself and why you need validation from people that didn't value you enough to keep you in their life. Why do you need their validation when you can give yourself all the validation you need to get yourself to the next step in your life? When we learn how to be our own best system of support, 
it's probably the most powerful tools we could learn because we don't need to rely on anyone. We know all we need is ourselves to get us to wherever we need to be to get safe and to feel good. A lot of us are survivors. We're warriors. We get us to the next chapter in our lives, regardless of whatever hardship we're feeling. Life's challenging at times. And the way we learn how to love ourselves is when everything feels so much, so impactful, and we just want to cower away in our rooms and hide away like little kids again. Cry to mom, make it feel our better, just hug our teddy bear, watch our favorite Disney movie, and just make the scary thing go away. But mom's not around anymore. Maybe you don't have your teddy bear anymore, and you're a grown-ass adult who has to be the one tell to pick up the pieces. So learn how to love yourself the way you want to be loved, or the way you want somebody to love you, or the way you would love somebody else. If your best friend right now called you and said, hey, I'm going through some shit, or they're going through what you're feeling, what would you do to help them? And give that to yourself. When we learn that we're someone worth loving, and we actually start to value ourselves and to treat ourselves as someone we love, it sets the tone of who we are. Because what wouldn't you do for someone you love? And I think in that, we also recognize of how much love maybe we're lacking within ourselves that needs to be understood to gain, to understand that need of love. When we're kids, we're only meant to understand what we're taught and what we're exposed to. The way mental health has been understood in the past and throughout the way I think our parents have made it understood, it's not something that we knew how neglected it was until we're grown up with self-love. So much of it is taking care of that inner child that needed more love and acceptance from your parents and learning how to reparent yourself now. Who are you as an adult? And how are you gonna take care of the little you that is hurting? What is What are they saying? What are they needing? And learning how to give that to yourself. Learning how to meet that need for yourself is how you grow through. And this is something you could work through in therapy, through a journal, or just even just Googling some Pinterest quotes on some shadow work prompts. We're all little kids that have been traumatized, whether we want or not we want to admit it. But it's just a part of the human experience, just like getting fired is and just like death is. These are all different traumas that have happened to us that we feel more accepted to talk about, but we need to understand them for ourselves. What did we learn about this chapter and how can we move forward and do better in the future? Life throws curveballs at us and we can either be angry about them and hold on to that resentment and just say life is bad and all the bad things happen and really just live in a hole and just one little tunnel of badness. Or we could just take it and move forward and understanding what can happen in life. What am I going to do in life to make good things happen for me? When you recognize that you are the person that's going to make all of your dreams come true, you're going to look at yourself on this pillar of how important you are in this world. I think when we're kids, and especially when we're straight out of college, all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, and we're looking to get our first job and wanting to prove ourselves into our degree and to say we did something with it, I think it's so easy to put this, our first job on this pillar of hell. Yes, I did it. Like, look at my first job, first job, first day pose and all of this shit. When we forget that it's just a job, you are just an employee, just like Susan in accounting has been for 34 years and Mike has been for 28. 
recognize who you want to be. Do you want to be someone part of that office for the rest of your life? Or is this just your first stepping stone into creating the vision that you want to create for yourself? What goals are you setting for yourself? What do you find passion? What makes you excited about your day-to-day? Taking the time engaging how you are making yourself happy and learning what brings you joy and happiness on a day-to-day level, or even just things that inspire you. Be mindful of these things, and these are the areas you can learn to invest in yourself. Learning how to set that fire under you and to learning about your passion, to learning about what you love to do. When we learn how to love ourselves and learning to love the things we do, we're going to learn more how to come light of that and how to make good things happen for us. Because the more we know about something, the better we can do it. So why not get better in learning how to love yourself and to be good at the things you love and to learn how to make money at the things you love doing? I'm not a finance coach. I'm not a business coach, but I'm someone that can inspire what it means to keep going. That passionate entrepreneurs, that athletes, that people that don't follow the beaten path, what path do they follow? What is the unmarked trail? And if you're brave enough to follow through, what's guiding you through it? It's a light. It's something that's clear that just says, just keep going. Look towards this. What is that that you're moving towards? That's saying, hey, you deserve to stick around another day, another week, another month, another year. Figure out what your one-year plan is and take it day by day. Your life doesn't define you or your life does not define your job. It's a part of it. We aren't born into this world being little workers. I think history just has an unfortunate track it took with the way our parents and grandparents were made to understand life and that being just the way it is. Life can be whatever we want it to be. Understanding that a job is a job. You're good at what you want to be good at and what you put effort in and what you invest time in. Your life can be whatever it is you want to make it to be. And when you learn to invest in yourself and you learn to invest in your purpose, you can better understand who you are as a person. And moving on to the next chapter of your life with work or business or whatever it is that you are looking to say, okay, what's in it for me now? How good is life going to get for me now? What is it you want to feel about yourself in this life? What do you want to gain? What do you want to look back on in this life? Understanding what your values are, what you want to feel good about as a person. Understanding the feeling you want to feel is how you can gauge how you can lead your life. There's a quote that says, you do what feels good to you. And I think there's a lot of truth to that and just guiding yourself with your heart and what makes you feel good and your passions, your ambitions, and just doing the things that bring joy to you. When we do things that feel good to us and we invest in that time to have those moments, we learn how we deserve to feel all the time and learning that life does mean we should deserve to feel good and to feel happy about ourselves and in this life and learning how to follow our intuition that way. And I think the more we learn to follow our intuition and the more we learn and learn about it, the more easily we're able to understand it and more easily we're able to identify it and the more we can trust it. And I think trusting our intuition is one of the most beautiful thing because we know how good it can feel and we know what, and it's like, we're always looking out for ourselves and we're always going to be the ones to look out for who we are. 
and trusting your intuition, you have to trust that you're going to meet your needs and you're going to look out for yourself and take care of yourself. Because intuition, it's instinct. It's you're going by what feels good to you and what feels safe to you. And I think with intuition, it is you're doing what's best for you to keep yourself good and safe in the situation. So I think the more you learn how to take care of yourself, the easily that knowledge is going to come to you. And that's going to derive into your intuition and knowing, okay, well, what is best for me? You're just going to know. It's just going to be your way of thinking, like your hardwiring. It's helping you understand that you are someone that deserves to take up space as well as other people. And you don't have to make yourself less than to accommodate others. As women, I feel especially, this is a habit that has been ingrained to us since we were little girls, where we are less than men. So we have to accommodate men's actions, men's words, men's behaviors to ensure that their comfortability is prioritized over our comfort or our own presence. Moving forward in this world, I think women should be moving forward in a way of taking up space and showing up for themselves and not making themselves less than to make other people feel more comfortable. If you feel comfortable and beautiful in your skin and it's not hurting anybody, you absolutely deserve to show up exactly who you are in this life because it's your story, babes. And everyone else is just living in it. With jobs in general, there's such a copy and paste way of looking at it, of falling into the norms, of not understanding what you're going to do next. No, it's just a job. And you are so much more than just a job. Your life has been so much more than just this job. But looking outside of yourself and understanding what makes you you is how you learn to thrive outside of this job or outside of any job. If you don't already work for yourself or you don't already invest in your goals, it's just looking at that next stepping stone and how you're going to up-level yourself. It's what other things you're going to learn, what you're going to accomplish next in this life. Whether it is another job opportunity or whether that next step is an investment through your own personal goals, how can you take advantage of the power of now and what you can you accomplish through learning about yourself every day? Your value, your worth doesn't lie in your productivity, but I think it's how much you learn to invest in yourself and how you learn to invest in your own self-worth and your own self-value. Sometimes it is knowledge and sometimes it's productivity and sometimes it's just enjoying your life. I don't, I think life is just meant to be enjoyed and the value we place on work and career has been such a, a dictating concept. It's just very driven where it's like, yes, we understand we need money to live. We need to work to get that money to live. But what is the reason for living? What is it the reason we keep going? We keep doing this. We keep running on the hamster wheel. And I think it's just time someone tells us to slow down to think about what makes us us and what makes us keep going. Maybe for some, it is as clear as day to day. And yes, there are a lot of people that wake up every day loving what they do. But I think there's a lot of people that wake up every day and wonder, all right, let's just get through today. Let's get through Monday, Tuesday. Let's just get to the weekend. And I don't think it's that's how we should be living our lives. I think life is, though, whatever you want to make it to be. No matter what we have on this earth, what we feel is achievable, what we feel is... I guess like the way we view ourselves and what we want in this world, what we view as what we want, we deserve. And we shouldn't believe that it's too much or that we're too inadequate to get it. With life, it's all about figuring out how to do it the best way you can for yourself. And there's no one right or wrong way of doing things for everyone. There's billions and billions of ways to 
do life. There's about as many ways to do life as there are as people, as many people. There's about as many ways to do life as there are as as many people exist on this earth. <laughs> I hope I said that right. But I, with school and work and the system that we are just brought up into blindly trusting, we're so limited in the way we can understand the way we can succeed in life into being so much more than that and to understanding how we can align our missions, our values, and how we can contribute to the ideas in expanding our society into our world, into our culture. So much of today's society and culture is limited because of restricting to change, this inability to learn almost, and not so much an ability, but an acceptance to absorb this knowledge of something that desperately needs change. Just like with events, when there's depletion, when there's anger, aggression, like when shit happens, it requires attention to require to learn how to love, how to care, to how to assess the matter. And it's almost where we dismiss, where we hate and we bash other people for feeling, for emoting and being insensitive to just in general. It just shows that we're harboring our own hate that we can't bear ourselves. And we're almost saying that other people don't deserve to feel this way learning how to emote as people and learning how to go through the things we go through. It's how we empathize with one another. It's how we grow through our own humanity and how we learn how to just be better and how we can make other people better and how we can help support other people going through what they're going through with so much in the world in general and just in our day-to-day life. We're all going through our own battles and our own struggle. And I think the more we can learn how to take care of ourselves and our most basic needs, the more we know and the more we can learn how to be there for other people and how we can be other people's support system and be other people's confidant or whatever it is you want to call it, that's strength. We don't have to. It shouldn't be the obligation to. And in fact, it should be your only obligation should be yourself. But we want to help the ones we love. We want to be heroes sometimes. And in order to give to others, you have to first give to yourself and to learn how to fill your cup to 100% before you learn how to pour out to others. You can't pour out from an empty cup. And it's learning how you build self-love, self-acceptance is how you learn how to fill that cup for yourself. And so when you learn how to pour out, you learn how to give yourself that self-love easily. Life is all about what you want to make it to be. Getting fired is just your first step at whatever next opportunity has in store for you. And I think it's so exciting to learn what you can invest in next for yourself. I know it can be scary with financials and everything that we depend on with a job, but I think it's also looking at that this is just a temporary state where you're not gonna have a job right now and enjoy it. What have you been neglecting throughout that entire time you were employed and look at how you can give it to yourself now so that you know when you get to the next job or that next place of, employment that's going to take this time, you're going to know what you need to prioritize because it's been neglected in the past. You want to feel the best you can as much as you can. I think that's the best way we can learn how to live through life. So learning how to take care of yourself, learning how to meet your needs and learning how just to love yourself in general, you're going to learn how to feel better about yourself, how to stand your own ground and just to take up space because you fucking deserve it. We have all ideas, we have passions, we have ambitions in this world, and we're all our own person. And be proud to be that person of who, of what makes you, you. I don't think we're all told enough of how good of a job we've done throughout our lives, and especially as kids, and just being what makes us us. 
embracing who you are and in understanding your own values and your own morals is how you learn how to be a better person for yourself. And more importantly, understanding how you could be a better person in this world for yourself. What kind of world do you want to create that you wish little you had grown up in? Who do you wish you could have be for little you to be with? I love looking at it as you're taking care of the your like little self and how you want little you to grow up and thrive in and feel in and feel good in. Looking at who you are and who you want to be in this world, keep little you in mind. Who did you believe you could be before the world told you you couldn't? I think for a lot of people, such as myself, our parents are the first ones to kind of shame our beliefs. And I think when we grow up, we just realize that they weren't t- so crazy to come true, I guess, where we can make things happen for ourselves. My biggest dream as a kid was to move to California and everyone thought I was crazy and I've been here for three years. So to little kid me, I've accomplished her dreams and now it's just looking at what's next for me. Getting fired was that first step for me. And it's just trusting along the way of, okay, prioritizing my needs, prioritizing my wants, and getting myself straight on what I need to do, what I want to do, and how to set a schedule for myself based on how I feel. But congratulations, you got fired. This is the first step to the next step in your life. And I'm so excited for you to reach this endeavor, this next endeavor, and whatever the fuck that may be for you. If that's working your next job, you got a next position, you're just figuring out your next shit, or you're just ready to look for a new career. Life is too short to not do the things you love. And There's always a way to do exactly what you want to do. And it's just figuring out how to get there and how to do it. It's not always a clear path, but there's always a way to do it. And just trusting yourself and figuring out what that is, is the best we can do. Just know that life is so much better than a job or a state of low. Just as we have those moments where we feel good, where we feel happy about ourselves and in our hearts, we're going to have those periods of low. And we have to remind ourselves that just as much as this bad feeling is, we have those good feelings as well. And the more we believe that those good feelings are gonna happen and the more we can create those good feelings to happen for us, the easier it is we're gonna know they're gonna keep happening and that we're gonna be able to hold on to those feelings of good over the bad. Sometimes it's just about getting to the next day. And if that's the best you could do, choose to love yourself every day. That's what all we can control. No matter what state you're in now, You can always choose to love yourself a little bit more every day into learning how to love yourself to the next. I wish you all the best of luck in whatever next step that is. I'm really inspired by talking about this subject of something that was very impactful to me. I think work in general is just something that I put on a really high pillar to make everything come better, get better for me, um, just based on all these childhood traumas and with mental health and everything. And when I hit this like rock bottom kind of type place I felt I was in, I didn't know what to do for myself. And I just wanted someone to tell me what to do. Like I needed to, like I needed redirection. And instead I figured out how to just wanting to choose happiness by feeling better about myself and in my mind and figuring out who I was and my authentic self. And I think in doing so, it kind of helped inspire a lot of the ideas and the life I'm creating for myself and showing that, Hey, I'm not there yet, but I'm I'm keep going. I'm I'm still figuring it out. This isn't something that school helped me plan for, that life helped plan me for, and I followed the same path that I think so many people follow down. Where 
I did everything right for high school. I I was um, student council, volleyball team, sports. Like I did all these certain clubs. I did it in college too. I got a good marketing job outside of college, moved across the country. Like I did all the right things step by step and it wasn't for me and I burnt out. And it just shows that when you neglect your mental health, when you neglect what you need and you neglect taking care of yourself, you're not going to be able to sustain this life, this hustle culture. And the burnout I experienced, it was so much deeper than just being tired from working this nine to five job, but from having to reshift my mindset, the way I thought about myself, the way I thought about life and the way I even was living my life and changing so many of my unhealthy habits with drugs, with alcohol and addiction and all these other things that I needed to reset myself. And I was never taught, no one ever told me how to take a break and how to take care of myself and understand myself and my most basic needs. And for a lot of us, I think we are so lost in who we are as people. It does take rewiring. It does almost take just stripping away the layers of ourselves that we feel makes us us when it's really just versions of us people want to create for us. So in doing that, I wanted to have this level of understanding that, you know, we're all hurting to some degree at all level. And we don't feel like we shouldn't feel ashamed for it. But I think it's an opportunity to learn how to love that area of us a little bit more. And more importantly, I think learning how to love yourself and knowing that when we have love for ourselves, when we have self-love and we can give self-love, we build our self-confidence and we kind of come off as being like a more powerful, more better than version than who we feel when we feel weak, we feel hurt. And we can all be that person. We can all be confident no matter who it is or what we've been through. But it takes that rewiring, that understanding of who we are as people. And I think jobs are a way that we almost put our worth and our identity into that. And as someone that followed that path that almost relied on that path and it didn't work for them, I I personally didn't feel like a failure to myself. I just felt like I failed other people. And I didn't understand that if I failed other people so much, why didn't I feel so terrible about it? Because it didn't matter more to me than if I failed myself. And it's because I still felt like, well, this doesn't feel like the worst thing in the world. Let's see if I could feel the best again. Like what gives me excitement? What gives me passion? And in doing that, like I figured like speaking and sharing all these things I learned about, okay, business, this path so many of us have gone down doesn't work. What else do we do now? And in showing that there is a second way, there is another way, there's repivoting, there's knowing that there's another option for us, that there's other options in this world to create for us. It just takes learning that you're worth investing in and making your own ideas come to life and making your own life for yourself and what it means to take a power, what it means, I guess, to take control of your own life, no matter who you are, or what you've gone through in your life. I've, if you follow me on TikTok or on my podcast, I talk about like certain childhood traumas I've gone through. And um, I guess just in talking about how hopeless life has felt for me up until this point where this has been my awakening year where I'm like, damn, like reality is so much more than what I believed it to be, where it is just these falsifications of what I thought was only possible if you were X, Y, and Z. And it's an exception to only these certain people when you can do and have whatever you want in this life if you go after and you declare it for yourself. And 
I think it's when we think it's too hard or too much, or we get scared by the idea of failing or what couldn't happen. And just focusing on the lack versus on what could possibly happen in that gain. And yes, I'm worth having that. I can't have more of that. We start to idealize what's possible and what we can have and take power back into us and to just stop looking at it as a fantasy and to looking at it as this is my goal. This isn't something I'm going to daydream about. This is something I'm reaching towards. Um, And I just wanted to share because I think I had a very basic goal as a kid. And I think it is kind of crazy how many people told me moving to a different state was impossible. And even now, I don't really see how impossible it is other than it's a way to just try to get your kid not to move anywhere. Um, But yeah, I'm just I'm here and I'm in like one of the biggest cities in the world where I feel like media is so centric here and just understanding that, okay, this is my reality. This is the perceived reality that I feel so many people that's exposed to in so many people's living rooms and kind of almost contrasting. It's almost like a weird delusional, I guess like a little cross path. I don't know, but it's my own little reality. And I kind of love it. Like this is the first time in my life where I've learned how to really love myself, learn how to feel happy about myself and, in a way, like almost creating an identity for myself and the way I perceive who I am and my morals and my values and what it means to stay grounded in myself. I think it's a important mention too. I have borderline personality disorder, um, which is a personality disorder that where you struggle to kind of have your own morals and have your own identity and your own person and who you are. So the fact that I'm not only able to kind of realize, like set this realization for myself and create this new identity of self for me and understanding of this isn't just an identity of me, but this is me um, removing that imposter syndrome. It's showing that, you know what, like our reality is whatever we want it to be. It's whatever we really create it to be. Even if it is a type of disorder, it's just another thing. It's yes, this is something I have and this is how I'm running with it. This is how I'm working with it. It's how I'm living the best life I can with this and it's completely attainable. And I think with a lot of us, we are just looking at how we can make life work for us with the best we can and not so much dwelling on why it, it, like why our own lives are shit or why things don't work out for us. But looking in what we learned from it is how we learned what we gain because we can always gain knowledge from any situation. So that's going to be it for me today. I hope y'all enjoyed. Thank you all so much. And this is my first live stream. So bye. All right, and that's going to be it for this week's episode. Again, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to go see the video recording, it's up on my YouTube channel, so I'm going to link that below as well. And of course, as always, give me a like and follow on TikTok and Instagram. And if you're interested in booking one-on-one coaching sessions, I'm going to put my email and my website linked below as well. And if you're looking to book me for a public speaking again, please send me an email. Again, thank you all so much for listening. I love you all so much, and I hope you have an amazing week. Remember, life is easy, breezy, and beautiful, and so are you. Bye!